Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. What keeps us unhappy and stuck in a limited view of reality is our tendency to seek pleasure and avoid pain, to seek security and avoid groundlessness, to seek comfort and avoid discomfort. This is how we keep ourselves enclosed in a cocoon. Out there are all the planets and all the galaxies and vast space, but we're stuck here in this cocoon. Moment after moment, we're deciding that we would rather stay in that cocoon than step out into the big space. Life in our cocoon is cozy and secure. We've gotten it all together. It's safe, it's predictable, it's convenient, and it's trustworthy. If we feel ill at ease, we can just fill in those gaps. Our mind is always seeking zones of safety. Happy freaking 2023, friends. I thought this excerpt by Pima Chodron in the book Comfortable with Uncertainty was a great way to start the year and a great way for me to just be transparent with you about what's going on in my life. I've just noticed y'all like to know what's going on. And so I'm just being honest with you. What's been happening the past few months when it comes to my relationships, uh, risk-taking, moving, all these things that are just... I don't know. I have no script for this. I'm just going to talk to y'all. And uh, like I said, I want you to be open and honest with yourself about maybe what you want to carry from 2022 into 2023, or maybe what you just want to let go of, right? Think about what's serving you, what's not, what you want to add into your life, what's going to just make you better. You have an opportunity every day to show up as somebody completely different. You don't have to be the same person if it's not serving you. So when I returned from Europe, which was October 11th, I you know, I was a week early. I was like nine days early, I believe. I was supposed to come back on the 18th and I ended up coming back on the 11th uh, because I was robbed in Greece. Okay. This is so interesting because in the moment, you know, everything, why is it happening to me? Life is always happening for you. And I'm going to go to my grave saying that because I mean it. And in the moment, like being robbed, you don't, you can't really find the silver lining in the moment. Here's the interesting part. I got home October 11th and I spent the next six to eight days like really like not even laying in my bed, just like trying to reflect on what happened and sitting with all the beautiful people that I met, all the experiences I had in this once in a lifetime opportunity that didn't end the way that, that, that I thought it should have or the way that I wanted it to, but that's how it ended, right? I had to come home. I had everything stolen from me. So it was just like the best thing to do. I remember getting home and just feeling a little bit lost and confused as I worked on my book, which will be coming out this year. Oh my God, that's so weird to say that. Also, if you're looking to write a book, it is not for the faint of heart. It is not easy. So don't give up. Don't give up. Anyway, so I'm working on my book. I'm doing my thing and I'm living with my girlfriend, Erin, at the time. And she's she's online dating. She's on Hinge. And I was like, you know, I'll just download it too. Like, let's just compare for the heck of it. Like, let's, let's talk about this. We're in our 30s and we're super single, super hot. Let's just, I don't know, see what's out there. And I haven't had luck with online dating ever, but I've heard some amazing stories and I don't write anything off. I'm just very much a creature of habit and realize that if I don't meet you in the gym or the grocery store then I'm probably never going to meet you. So I was like, this can't hurt. can't hurt to meet some people. So I went on like one, maybe two dates. Um, maybe, 
something like that. And the majority of 2022, I was seeing somebody in the beginning of the year and then I was very single. So really online dating hasn't been something that I'm, I it just feel, I just feel like it's so consuming. It's just, just, it's just exhausting to be honest with you. It was for me anyway. So anyway, for the fun of it, I downloaded it and we, you know, it is what it is. So I was supposed to fly home from Europe on the 18th and ended up talking to this person that I'm now dating. And our first date was on the 19th. Now we lived about an hour from each other. So I was like, you know, let's jump on like a FaceTime call. Let's see if there's connection, there's chemistry before we both drive like 30 minutes, meet halfway on like a work night. Now I wasn't back working in the hospital then, but he worked. And so I was just trying to be considerate. So I remember we got on FaceTime and (laughs) I was like running late from the gym, like trying to, I was like, oh shit, I got this call. I should probably reschedule it, but no, like I'll just see if, see if I'm interested in this guy. And so this was Tuesday night. So the night before we met and uh, he's like making sure he's got the perfect lighting. And to this day, he says it was like a job interview. He was so nervous and it was like the cutest thing ever. And I'm all like sweaty from the gym. Like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, bro? <laughs> no, uh, we had a great conversation. We were super attracted to one another. Like, um, it was like an hour long FaceTime, right? Like the night or two before we met. And I was like, okay, so we down for like Wednesday night. And he's like, yep. And so we found a place halfway and it was this barbecue joint. And we met and he literally thought that my profile on Hinge was fake. He was like, I didn't think you were real. I was like, even after FaceTime, you didn't think I was real? He was like, no, like, I just didn't think you were real. And so it was just like this running joke that I'm some fake, fake person, right? So we meet up and our first date was amazing. We had dinner, we talked, we were together hours, probably five hours. Like what? Who has a first date that's five hours on a Wednesday? I remember um, I got home late that night and he's like, I literally ran out of gas because we sat in the parking lot after we ate because the restaurant was closing and just talked. He's like, I literally ran out of gas. I barely made it to the gas station after you left. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. So I couldn't wait to see him again. And literally the first weekend of like, we just talked after that and I was living an hour away. So he was coming up um, to stay with me at errands and I worked the weekend. So I really only had the evenings and I was like, hopefully I don't get called in so we can spend some time together. It was like this back and forth thing, but we just had this great connection. And like one of our first weekends together, we, we really made sure that we weren't doing like the honeymoon stuff. We were just like living life, right? So like I grabbed some steaks, he grilled. Um, I knew his favorite dessert was this red velvet cake. So I went to this bunt shop and got him like a red velvet, like cupcake thing. Like it's just the little things, you guys, especially when you're getting to know somebody. You don't have to do all these extravagant dates. And it really didn't click to me for a while that had I not gotten robbed in Europe, I wouldn't have been home to be on this date. I wouldn't have had Hinge. That I don't even know. And he's fairly new to Colorado. And, um, you know, we both were on Hinge, so going on other dates and whatever else. And I remember after that night, I pulled into Aaron's garage and I was like, I deleted Hinge. this was back in October. I was like, I just deleted it. I don't know why something was like, just delete it. Like you don't need, if you keep it, it's for the wrong reasons. Right. And so I remember texting him. I told him that I was like, oh my God, I just got home and I deleted hinge. And that was maybe way too much information. But for me, I'm super vulnerable, super transparent. And if they want to run freaking go for it, you can run for the hills. So that was October 19th. And here we are, January 2nd. It's been a couple of months. And that's not even the kicker. The big thing about all of this that's super funny is, well, first of all, 
first off, I just want you to not limit yourself in meeting people just because you think you know what's happening in your future. And I've talked about this before. So I knew that I was moving and and uh, a couple people that I'm close to had said remarks to me like, you know, why date when you're moving? You're moving in January because I was going to start school in April and move like at the end of January, beginning of February. And, and it's a hard thing. Like long distance is hard, but I also didn't want to close myself off. So if you're closing yourself off to opportunities that are might be happening for you right now because you think you know what's happening in your future, please don't do that because I was hellbent and sure that I was starting school in April. Okay. In the midst of all of this, I had found out I had a really bad case of mercury poisoning, which I've talked to you guys about before. I'm going through the chelation process now, but it's months long. And also I'm going through the egg freezing process after chelation. And all my doctors for my best care are right here in Colorado. So where does that leave me? That leaves me starting school in fall of 2023 instead of in April. And this wasn't hard for me to decide because I know my health com- comes first. The big thing with mercury poisoning is it really affects your brain. Brain, You have a lot of fat in your brain and that's where heavy metals are stored. So my exhaustion, my needing naps, my memory loss, my neurological symptoms are really bad and they still come and go, but I'm just, I need to take care of this so I can show up best as a, as a future doctor, as a future, you know, just a medical professional with my own practice and my entrepreneur spirit is coming through. Okay, so all this happened with the mercury. I just met Cam and I was like, hey, I just want to be honest, like transparent with you. It might be a little too much, but I have this mercury poisoning I'm dealing with. I'm also looking to go through this egg freezing process. I'm not looking for your opinion or anything like that. Um, Obviously, it was way too soon. I was just like being honest because all of this stuff is affecting my mood. It's affecting my heart. It's affecting how I'm showing up, right? And I didn't want him to feel punished or pushed away or any sort of pressure because of what I was going through. So honestly, we just started very real, raw, vulnerable. It wasn't a bunch of like hot dates. You know, it wasn't nothing like that. And I really enjoyed that, right? The best part though is our conversation wasn't superficial. It wasn't like, what's the weather? Like it wasn't anything like that. And it wasn't always super deep. Like at, 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 um, on our first date, I wasn't like, what's your blood type? Do you want kids? Have you been married? Like I wasn't grilling him either. You know, there's a fine line between all of that. The kicker is literally like after that weekend together, it was maybe five days, maybe 10 days after we met. I don't know. I put five cause I think it was five. Um, something like that. I, I had, been working in the hospital and one of my patients had just backpacked Japan, like did 60 miles with his wife and like had all these cool, he's like, it's the most beautiful country I've ever been to. And he was very well traveled. And you guys know me, I love to travel. The best part about Cam is he does too. And so I had told him this, I was like, oh my God, that'd be so cool. Like Japan was never on my list to visit, but I've heard great things. So for the heck of it, apparently without us communicating about this, we were both kind of looking into it, but I didn't think anything of it. I just got back from Europe and I was like, I'm not traveling for a hot minute. And Cam brought it up on FaceTime around Halloween, Halloween night, maybe I think it was. And he was like, what do you think about this? I was like, well, that'd be fun. And y'all, if you know me, I I don't just talk the talk, I walk the walk. So if you're going to bring something up to me, whatever it is, like he decided the other day, we're going to do a Spartan race. And I'm like, okay, like, let's book the tickets. Like, (laughs) I'm a woman of action. So don't bring anything to me unless you want me to follow through with it, because that's what's going to happen. That night, I booked the tickets. The tickets were not cheap. And I put them on my credit card, right? And I put them both on my credit card. I have a travel card. I was like, that's fine. And I was like, you know, we have 24 hours to cancel. Like, let's sleep on it. We just met. And this was the, this is definitely the craziest thing I've ever done with somebody that I just met. I just, again, it goes back to trusting your intuition and, and believing things happen for a reason. And then it, the big joke between us was like, Hey, if, if it doesn't work out, then I'll meet you at the airport and we'll just enjoy Japan together. Like we, we made a joke of it. 
deep down I knew and I found out later like he was very like, oh my God, what did I just do? Me, I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. So he wanted to book it for like over the holidays because like that's like a month or two out and we ended up booking for March because the cost was so much different. And that's like six months, you guys. That's like a commitment. Like I just met you like a few days ago and we're committing to something six months from now. Seems crazy. Trust me. I know looking back on it, I'm like, what was I thinking? But I don't know, something I just, I just trust myself, right? Sometimes habit feels like intuition and it can keep you stuck in the familiar, right? So in this case, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to take risks and I was like, I don't know, for me, money gets printed every single day and uh, experiences are just something you take with you forever. So I was excited about this. Here's the funny thing, because I booked the tickets, it was on my card. And he, I remember him saying like, oh, I don't like to owe people money. So I was assuming that right away he would pay me. And he didn't. And that was fine. I didn't think of it. But then like Erin brought it up to me and like, she's like, has he paid? I was like, no. I was like, maybe he doesn't want to go. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe I just like screwed myself. He doesn't want to go. You guys don't know this about traveling too. You can't switch the name on a ticket. So it's not like I could have just brought a friend in his place. Like he gets the credit for the for the ticket because it's under his name. And I'm not saying he was going to screw me over and not give me the money, but I was like, oh, people started kind of saying things that were alarming me. And then maybe two weeks went by and I think I came down to his place and he had his laptop open and he was looking at places to stay. And then he he was booking the places to stay. And so since then, we've been, you know, every every weekend or every time we're together, we'll, we'll pull it up and kind of see what we want to do. And we've had a really fun time planning this together. And it, what solidified it for me is obviously like he started booking the hotels. That's, I was like, oh, he is serious, right? But for some people, it takes a while to open up and be vulnerable. And this was super um, out of the normal for both of us. And instead of worrying about what other people were thinking, we just kind of received that we were going to do what we wanted to do, right? And intuition and suffering and all of this stuff goes hand in hand in your life, right? I always talk about the waves of joy. And you decide what you want. You decide how you're going to show up. You decide to change your mind or to do something different in the relationship. And when I met him on that Wednesday night, I didn't have any expectations. But I have to tell you, in these last couple of months, it has been the healthiest few months of my life, getting to know somebody. We've had a couple times where it's like, hey, we need to talk. And it was like, I showed up to his place and we both had created these stories in our minds about like, you know, maybe this is just, it's not going to work. We want different things or you know, I was honest about the egg freezing thing. I'm honest about school and I'm not going to go into any of those details because that's between him and I right now. But you can do things that are out of the ordinary, that are extraordinary, that truly work out for you if you want to be different, if you want to do something different. You know, the, the beaten path isn't always the best path, right? Just because it's the road, you know, taken more often doesn't mean it's the road for you. So don't judge what you're, don't judge yourself. Don't judge your decisions. Be, be honest with yourself. Do what feels right and keep an open mind, you know, cause if this was to go the opposite way, I still would have been okay with everything. Like it's, it's okay. Like everything will always be okay. As long as you're okay with everything. Right. So where does this leave us? Where do we go from here? You can question what's for you. You can question what's not for you. You can follow the beaten path or you can follow your best path. Right. But Remember that gut instinct, that gut is direct, it, your gut is your second brain. It's talking to you all the time. And if you choose to listen to it, you can live a very well-balanced, beautiful life. Like you don't have to live how other people are living. And I think that's the, the big thing. Like people don't do things they love because they're just busy making other things a priority instead of enjoying what they have right now in their life. And so for me, this was very out of the normal. This was very abstract for him and I to book something so like crazy for me to delete Hinge the night we met and then 
few days later, book tickets to Japan. And it's just about trusting yourself and who you are. So in 2023, how are you going to trust yourself? How are you going to show up for you? How are you going to listen to that little tiny voice inside your belly that's always talking to you? It's always, it's just the micro voice. I think if we can quiet the mind chatter and we could listen to that, we can become different humans. We can show up differently in the world. We can find more play, right? We can find things that help us slow down. Okay, we've all got this custom built built-in GPS system, and it guides us toward the life that's ours. Your life, it doesn't need to be the nine to five. It doesn't need to be how your parents live. A life for you is ready to teach you exactly what you need to learn when you're ready to learn it. And there's no shortage of advice in life. We become information gatherers rather than intuition seekers. Let me say that again. We become information gatherers rather than intuition seekers. So to make your best decisions, you need to have information, but also intuition. You are the gatekeeper. You are the person that lets whatever into your life. Nobody else. So stop letting the advice of others and the opinions of others stop you from living your life. I remember when I looked at my girlfriend, I was like, um, I did something crazy tonight. I just booked a ticket to Japan with a complete stranger. (laughs) But you can couple happiness with joy and spontaneity and uncertainty all in one. You really can. And as I launch into my public speaking career, I have my first um, gig, I guess you could say, with a volunteer organization here in the next six weeks. So I'm putting together like a PowerPoint, handouts, actionable items. But my main message is always life is happening for you, not to you. If you learn how to breathe in joy and positivity amidst challenging circumstances and what other people think, you can have this profound awareness. You can demystify happiness and you can turn failure into feedback. Life is always teaching you something. Always. So be a conscious joy spreader. Be different. Love who you are. You are the creator of your life. You are the catalyst for change. You show up as you, do the things you love, and this world is a more beautiful place. I promise you that. I love you so much. Welcome to 2023. It's going to be a beautiful year. I can feel it. And if things are heavy right now, remember, it's just a season. It will pass. It will pass. Sit with the uncomfortable. Be okay with everything not being okay. And find a reason to smile and be grateful. I love you so much. I'm here for you. Please drink your water, eat your veggies, smile. I love you guys. 